TJ and PK, time to talk jazz basketball with Aaron Falk from utahjazz.com. He's on the T-Mobile special guest line. T-Mobile and Sprint coming together to build the best wireless company around. Visit T-Mobile.com for online services and local store availability. Aaron, good morning. Good morning, gentlemen. The bubble. Have you got your routine down? Is that no longer a story? Can you just move on to the basketball now? you got basketball going on, and that's enough to get you through the day. All's good or no? Yeah, I mean, you know, the, the routine settles in sort of like a, a normal road trip after a while. I mean, it's, it's busy, but you have sort of uh, a set, you know, every morning, here's, here's breakfast, here's testing, here's practice, um, you know, dinner and, and, and a workout or somewhere in there. And then you're, you are in your game day routine of shoot-arounds or walkthroughs, um, you know, buses to the arena, the, the hustle and bustle of the game and, and then all of the uh, activity you have to do, you know, post-game to, to write and, and get everything done. So, yeah, I think everybody's sort of sort of finding a groove right now. And now the games um, are going to matter this week. Like, it's you, you kind of feel a, a change. So the Jazz didn't hire you to be a beat guy, per se, in the way we know who those of us and you and I have worked at newspapers, as we define it, DJ knows it for sure, and most of our listeners, for that matter, understand what the term beat writer is, right? And that wasn't, and correct me if I'm wrong, but that wasn't the point of bringing you on to be a beat writer for the team. But how has that job changed for you as far as what you're able to do down there? Yeah, I mean it's um, it's it's just it's very different. Yeah, my my job is you know in terms of writing features and and other things um, for UtahJazz.com. Um, but yeah, down down here it's sort of a, a one man band in terms of um, content production. I'm you know running cameras. I'm uh, trying to you know get all get all these photographs in videos in for for everybody that we can share on our social channels etc um and you know you get some um kind of in, interesting you know behind the scenes look at what guys are doing and and how they are um you know spending their time and coping and, and their personalities that you know you see you see on the road or you see you know with in, in the interactions you have um at home but certainly it's uh it's, it's definitely a a more personal thing here just because everybody knows they're all in a in, in it together and in this sort of weird situation together. So looking at the shots we see of uh, guys celebrating on the, the sideline, right? Tony Bradley made a three and Donovan Mitchell went nuts and the cameras caught it. And mm-hmm. the, the whole bench went crazy when the Jazz got, I think it was Justin Wright Foreman scored with 10 or 15 seconds or something left to kind of ice the game so they were going to win and the whole place went nuts. And then in the post game, the little glimpse we get, Rudy's sitting there, and by the way, you got to tell somebody, man, the audio was brutal. There was way too much background noise. You could barely hear Rudy. What we heard, though, was some of his Jazz teammates, apparently Joe Ingles leading the way, coming in and just going nuts and screaming and hollering and laughing their heads off and, and mugging for the cameras. Are guys in that good a mood all the time? You're behind them, behind you're around them behind the scenes a little bit. Is the mood that a beat? Because the little glimpses we see looks way upbeat. Yeah, you know, I mean, I, I think it's it's like anything in life. There are going to be ups and downs. There are going to be mornings when when you wake up and and you look back out at the uh, at the man made lake here and you go, wow, this is you know we're we're still stuck here for another day or whatever. But um, on the whole, I mean, these guys are are excited to be back together, back playing, um, 
playing well in, in these scrimmages so far. And, uh, and then I guess the, the other thing is, like, I think they, they know that it's on them, it's on, it's on the bench, it's on whoever to manufacture this energy that you might get from, from a crowd or just, just sort of that, that normal hype you have going into a playoff game. And these guys are competitive, sure, and they're going to want to win, even if it's um, dead silent in there. But they know that, that they're the ones creating that energy right now. So the reason why I asked about what I did as far as your role, because the rest of us are just getting these Zoom deals, and I don't know if you're getting any one-on-ones and how that works, because I'm really intrigued to see if you found out any information. Do you think Donovan has raised his level of awareness as far as finding Rudy, and we understand the spat, but from here, watching on television without having any background, it looks like... Donovan is making a conscious effort to pass the ball to Rudy Moore. Yeah, I think um, you know, in terms of of the one on ones, there there really aren't all that many. It's um, still kind of the the standard thing that you'd be used to. There are some ESPN one on ones, some you know, kind of high profile uh, network one on ones that that occur. But it, the the setup is still you know masked six feet people are trying to keep distance there there's media in um in the bubble and they are sometimes live you know sitting next to the uh the zoom setup so they're they're talking to these guys but um to to the other question yeah i I think i think certainly both of these guys have have acknowledged that that there were some tensions there and um you know maybe even before their their diagnoses and um, you know, to, to read Rudy's reaction in, in the ESPN piece that came out just before we got to Orlando, um, really self-aware, I thought, really, uh, you know, honest and, and um, you know, admitting some, some wrongdoing and, and showing a lot of maturity. And I think Donovan doing the exact same thing on the court. And, uh, you know, I think it's, it's beneficial to both of them, to their games on the court and to what they want to accomplish. And, Sometimes, yeah, you, you have to uh, maybe put in a little extra effort and you see that it's actually paying off. Seems like whatever extra effort Mike Conley put in during the uh, four-month shutdown is paying off because he seems to have picked up right where he left off, and he left off playing his best basketball over the, the last 12 to 13 games. He looked really comfortable shooting it early in the game. Yeah, I, I, I think so, and I think you know maybe that's honestly one of the advantages of of Mike's one of the few guys as much as much money as as these guys have and and you know as well off they are are very few of them have gyms in their homes or were even in their homes during the these you know this four month hiatus um Mike is fortunate enough to to have one of those and to have equipment and and he was you know working out every day in in a situ- in an environment that was unlike a lot of other people. I mean, you talk about like Joe Ingles, I'm sure he's mentioned it on, on his show on the station, but you know, it wasn't until he got a, uh, a hoop set up in the backyard that he was shooting basketball again, you know, so it was, it was some time. With that in mind here, as we look at this team going forward, I'm wondering if you feel a sense of being around these guys, been able to feel a sense of, we get that most folks are counting us out because Bogdanovich isn't going to be here. So have you been able to sense a little bit of uh, we're looking to show you just how good we are even without one of our better players? 
Yeah, absolutely. And, and you know, I mean, the other Mike Conley factor is that Mike Conley's been very good for a very long time. And so, you know, I think he's he was finding his role before, before the shutdown, and, and he came into this saying, I know exactly what my role is now. Um, and, you know, Jordan Clarkson is happy to have the ball in his hands a little more. And Donovan is, is already at a, at a high level coming back into this. So um, they've, they've all said, you know, I think even publicly that, yeah, they've, they've got a little bit of a, of an underdog mentality that, that people are counting them out. You see ESPN power rankings already where the Dallas Mavericks are, are ahead of the Utah jazz and uh, so on and so forth. Yeah. I think these guys have something that they want to prove. Yeah, I'm looking at the uh, SI power rankings right now, and it, it really isn't any different. The Jazz have been dropped to the seventh best team in the West, the twelfth best team in the league. It seems like that Bogdanovich loss that it's uh, it's easy to drop them after that because there wasn't that much separation between three through six, and maybe even the Mavericks at seven before. So with Bogdanovich, it just seems like it's an automatic now. Yeah, of course. I mean, you know, that's it's not to discount what what Boyan does. He's He's an incredible player, and, and uh, you're going to miss you're going to miss 20 points a night from from a guy like that, of course. But you know th- there is there is a, still a wealth of talent, particularly in in the top um, six on the team, and and then you know the other factor I would count in any playoffs uh, series is is just the preparation and the game planning of Quinn Snyder um, is an advantage over. Uh, many, if not nearly every single coach in the league. So I'm going to have two remaining penetrating and probing questions. And the first one is, do you know why Conley decided to get a haircut? (laughs) Uh, I believe he said, and, you know, this is going to be a letdown, it was just too damn hot. (laughs) Um, So, you know, a very practical decision, which I think we've all had to make over the last four months a lot more practical decisions all right well that leads to the obvious question how hot is it i mean we hear about florida heat and humidity in the summer but i haven't spent much time in florida how bad is it it is um it's tough i mean i you know good good on all these people but you uh i i think once you enter florida you start sweating and you are not allowed to stop sweating until you leave i mean it's it's uh the air is thick. Um, it is n- always 90 degrees. I think it doesn't matter if it's 2 a.m., 4 a.m., 4 p.m., whether it's raining, whether the sun's out. It is 90 degrees, 90% humidity. Uh, it's tough. But, you know, and then you, you go inside and you're, you're in, I don't know, I, I, just, I just feel wet all of the time. <laughs> Yeah, I think that you could say that all along the whole east, though. I mean, Florida's a little bit warmer, I'll grant you that. I've been there in the summer, but I grew up in New Jersey, and and it's just it's it's nothing like we have here. It really is. Yeah. I mean, the, the I, I miss the desert, guys. Yeah, the stickiness is just off the charts, and until you experience it day in and day out, it's it's hard to hard to relate to because we just don't have it out out here. And there's a lot of a lot of good things going on with the weather compared to there. Now, my second penetrating and probing question is, and I'm hoping that you will provide the correct answer, at least the correct answer that I want to hear, is that we've seen these coaches under these circumstances not wear these fancy suits, which I've always been boggled by, and I want them to continue to wear what they're wearing during the games. Can you provide us with that answer? Um, 
for for the remainder of, of the time here, I think you're gonna you're going to see uh, you know the the polo and Lululemon pants combination from from the Jazz staff. I think this is a decision that this is going to be you know it feels a little different, um, and I don't know that you're gonna we're gonna break out the uh, the five thousand dollar suits anytime soon. Hallelujah! It's a basketball game, man. That's what I always thought they should be wearing. I know. I mean, you know, the other the other alternative is we go full baseball, and, and you know, we're all in uh, in jerseys, no. in in shorts. Nope. 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 What's what's the age cutoff for for an adult man to wear a, a basketball jersey with with no t shirt underneath? Also, I don't know, but I think thirty five Pop, Popovich is over it. <laughs> <laughs> Pop in a tank top. Nope. 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 Not happening. All right, well, with those hard-hitting questions, we're clearly exhausted now, Aaron. Is there, is there stuff you know down there that we don't even know to ask? Because i, I got to say, when you're this far away, it feels weird. You, you said earlier it was like a road trip, but this is the longest road trip ever. This makes San Antonio's rodeo road trip pale in comparison. Yeah, no, I, I, I think, you know, there's there's so much that's that's shared online, even you know whether it's through, you know, media channels, Utah Jazz channels, or the players' channels. That, that you guys have a pretty good sense of of what's going on around here. Um, it's it's strange. People are 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 figuring out as as we go along, and and um, you know, I the, the closest thing I've can liken it to for me is I, I've covered um, one Winter Olympics, and that was three weeks. And I was thinking, you know, today's three weeks here, and I was thinking back to uh, that experience in, in Korea, and about this time I felt pretty pretty loopy. But I think everyone knows that we're here for for so long that you kind of you set the uh, the goalpost far enough out that you're like, you know, you're, you're not you haven't let yourself kind of go crazy yet. Oh yeah, I can relate to that. If I'm driving to St. George. I have a different mindset than if I'm driving to California, and you yeah, just prepare yourself absolutely. more. Yeah, you prepare yourself more mentally. What are the rules now? We've heard some stuff as going forward, as far as uh, the longer you're there, uh, you have an opportunity to invite a few folks in. How does that all work? Yeah, that that won't be, as far as I understand it, um, that won't be until the, the second round of the playoffs. Um, okay. So, I mean, just just given the nature of of how long you know the NBA Finals will be in mid October when when that wraps up. So, um, you advance to the second round. There is a chance, although you know those your your family members or whoever it may be have to um, enter a, a period of of quarantine um, before leaving for Orlando and and once once they've arrived here. Um, you know, some some other things are are changing around here. Just just this week, um, so there are three different hotels that the uh, the teams were were staying at, and they still are. But just this week, it's opened up, so there is some back and forth between um, the the hotels themselves. So you can see, you know, maybe like the Portland Trailblazers can, can be at this pool, and you know, there's there's some things opening up, um, and you know, guys are able to to see other friends and on different teams, etc. But uh, but yeah, you know, everybody's here for the long haul, and um, yeah, family members wouldn't wouldn't come until basically that's almost um, September, I believe. And for all the people who think you're at Disney, this place is so big. Can you even see like where the rides are and all that? Can you hear any of that, or you're just you're miles away when, from that? When you're when you are um, on a bus 
toward toward some of the arenas at the uh, Wide World of Sports Complex, um, you you might see like some ride infrastructure in, in the distance. But like this this is far enough away. You know, all all we see here is is this man-made lake in the middle. Some in the hotels. I mean, it's it's you, you know, I, I've not seen the mouse yet once. <laughs> the mouse. <laughs> I'm wondering, Aaron, if uh, there had been any um, arising some form of more discussion. I don't know what it might have taken on with the baseball situation with Miami as we saw that they had to cancel games because uh, a number of players became uh, got tested and became po- were positive. Have you heard anything that as it might relate to the basketball situation? No, no changes. Just, you know, just the general conversations. Um just sort of a a you know if you feel both bad for major league baseball and then also grateful for the the um steps that were taken to to do this um you know i there will be time going forward and i'm sure those those conversations are well in advance of, of what next season looks like um and if if you know how how much it has to be uh, a bubble versus some sort of I don't know what what the options may be, but um, right now everyone just kind of uh, happy to be in a bubble environment. You saw it with with um, women's soccer league, with what Major League Soccer is also doing here, and and the NBA um, just just drastically different success successes versus what the other leagues have done so far, and what baseball has been able to do so far, and just just the nature of the bubble versus not a bubble right now. Is there a conversation about don't be Lou Williams, don't be that guy? That's incredibly embarrassing, number one. Feels like you let down the team, number two, and gets the coach mad. And then number three, just the humiliation and you don't want to be the laugh track. Yeah, I mean, I, I there are definitely, you know, um, conversations ongoing and guys don't want to go back to to their rooms for or wherever they may be for a 10-day quarantine gets stuck there again. Um, and then I, I think, you know, a reality of the situation is that this team was front and center for the very beginning of, of COVID in, COVID's intersection with, with professional sports. Um, they know that it's serious and, and you know, they're going to take things seriously like this. There's no, you know, uh, yeah, the, it's just, it's just a general tone and understanding of, of what this all means. After that night in Oklahoma City, nobody wants anything like that. Exactly. I mean, yeah. you, if you see that firsthand, and, and you you know, it's it's touched your your friends and in, in your life that way. Like you you are aware, you're hyper aware. Yeah. Well, we appreciate a few minutes. Thanks for making time in your day and uh, commence uh, walking around and sweating. <laughs> I, oh, I've been sweating since this interview started. Don't worry, guys. <laughs> okay. Thanks. <laughs> Thanks, Aaron. Take care.